Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. What's up, everybody? Before we get started, I just want to remind you to hit the subscribe button below. I'm dropping two episodes a week, and the subscribe button is the perfect way to stay on top of them and listen to them as soon as they come out. I also ask that you leave us a review to kind of give us a little bit more credibility when other people find the podcast, Uh, but let's get into it. This is episode 59 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. Today I'm sitting down with Zoran Cole, the founder of the Telegram group Crypto Insiders, as well as the founder of Zorax Capital. He's your friendly neighborhood retail trader, and today we're going to be teaching you retail guys how to kill it in this market. Uh, So let's get into it. Uh, So Zoran, before we really get into your trading strategy, do you think you could just give us a little background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Absolutely. So I'm a 24-year-old self-employed derivatives trader is the best way I define myself. Um, What was I doing before crypto? Well, I actually just graduated college maybe two and a half years ago. Um, Took me five years, went to Cornell, studied business with a minor in real estate and finance. And I got into crypto right in the middle of college. So 2013, end of 2013, right before the Mt. Gox top, um, that's when I really came in and kind of learned about what Bitcoin was. And it wasn't until literally the actual top at around 1K that I kind of put my life savings into Bitcoin. <laughs> so I bought my first coin around $862. I remember that vividly. And I remember just a few months later watching it all crash down on me. Um, so my story kind of comes in to crypto, the fact that I was a burned retail investor from the 2013 bubble and I was angry and lost literally my life savings. But the good point part was I was in college. So I have mommy and daddy to take care of me and you know, hold my hand as I kind of figure things out. And that was a nice stepping point. Um, so then a few years after that, I kind of watched Bitcoin and crypto and kind of allowed the space to seep into me. What do I mean by that? So I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the terminology, um, nothing to do with trading, really just the tech behind Bitcoin and what it meant. So as a 20-something-year-old, I wasn't really understanding what sound money means, what's a store of value, what's a medium of exchange, all these different aspects of Bitcoin that make it fundamentally what it is today and a big reason of why I'm a Bitcoin maximalist at heart. Um, So again, long-winded answer, but basically a college student who came into Bitcoin, bought the top, and got burned and kind of started figuring out a way to make back my losses. And that's kind of where my story of trading kind of gets back into So congratulations on being an early adopter, but at the same time, pretty unfortunate that you got in 
at around the top. I feel yep. like I feel like if a lot of people were in your situation, they would have just forgotten about it, given up on Bitcoin. Uh, but you decided to stick with it, start learning how to trade, and uh, slowly make your money back. So, inspiring story. I, I feel like there are a lot of people who bought the 2017 top who could be in a similar situation where they, if they stuck with it, learned to trade, they can slowly make it back. Um, and you just had it one cycle prior. Uh, I usually like to ask my guests this um, you know, you're a trader. That's what you're known for. Are you also an investor in Bitcoin or do you solely trade it? I'm definitely an investor in Bitcoin. I almost like in my trading to uh, leveraged investing just because the approach that I take is usually swing oriented or cyclical macro trades. Um, so the way I really like to make a majority of my profits have been identifying tops or bottoms and applying a shit ton of leverage to it. Not something I can always recommend to people because I do like to practice what I preach where leverage is really just a tool to reduce your risk. But in certain situations where you know you have conviction and you're able to identify a top or a bottom and apply some leverage to that, you can make really nice and passive investments in Bitcoin through you know BitMEX or whatever your favorite derivative is exchanges and kind of sit on the position, right? So if you take a low leverage long or short from a top or a bottom, you can sit on that and consider an investment because that's what I do. Um, that's where the majority of my biggest profits and trades have come from trades like that, where identify a top or bottom, apply a bunch of leverage where it's up to a safe point, a swing high, swing low, and then just let it ride. Watch the profits flow. There we go. So you kind of got into your trading strategy, but also a bit of your investment strategy. Um, and it is good to know that you are an investor as well. I feel like so many people in this industry um, they just want to trade it. They don't see any future to it. I shouldn't say so many people, uh, but I have talked to a good number of people who have said that they don't see a future in Bitcoin. They trade it. They don't hold it long term. And uh, it, it feels a little, I don't want to say not genuine, but uh, I feel like they're just here to make a quick buck. They don't see the true value of it. Um, so moving on from kind of your slight you gave us a little bit of your trading strategy uh can you talk to us about zorax capital um when and why you founded it um and kind of your investment philosophy or trading philosophy, sure i should say yeah so zorax capital started in december of 2015 it was about a year and a half after i kind of lost my shit with bitcoin and i decided okay i'm going to start an offshore llc for tax exemptions and I'm going to learn to trade. I honestly had no idea how to. I was a kid in college. I started reading YouTube videos and watching book or watching uh, watching YouTube videos, reading books and trying to get better insight into what trading is, right? You see these glamorized things on Wall Street, but as a kid in college, you don't really know what that means. Um, so Zorax Capital kind of came about as this perfect offshore LLC used to kind of har harness tax breaks while at the same time having this cool name, right? So <laughs> a big part of the 2017 ICO boom um, had to do with VCs getting allocations to ICOs. And being a little bit ahead of the curve, I realized that me as an individual college kid is not really going to get these exclusive ICO allocations. So Lo and behold, Zorax Capital is born, and I've been kind of using that as leverage to kind of tout myself as a 
venture capitalist fund of sorts where we can kind of get nice allocations to some of those more um, prize allocations from the 2017 ICO boom. So that's kind of where Zorax came about. Um, and from Zorax, we kind of made a few investments in a few shit coins, I like to call them, none that are really worth mentioning since most of them we exited and those that didn't are probably down 99%. Um, but when it comes to investment philosophy, I really am not a believer in shit coins at all. Um, maybe Ethereum, that's the only, I guess, caveat in the play, but investing to me is sitting and holding BTC and where you can stack sats, great, but it's a very binary investment, right? So in my opinion, Bitcoin's either going to a million dollars per coin or zero. There's no in between. Um, so keeping that in mind, that kind of guides my investment decision. Is Bitcoin going to last? What am I doing with it and how I'm going to approach it? It's very creative of you to create Zorax Capital um, because, yes, if, you know, for my audience who's listening, uh, they remember 2017 wanting to get into all these ICOs. Uh, shit was popping off and most people didn't have access to it. So you decided, all right, I'm going to get a tax break. And then on top of that, I'm going to be able to invest in these ICOs early with this fancy name, Zorax Capital. Exactly. So I really like that, man. I think that's pretty hilarious. Um, and the fact that you're using it to kind of get around some of these taxes and uh, reduce your tax burden is also pretty genius. Um, and then your investment philosophy also is wonderful. I think as the longer that you stay in this industry, I think the more you realize that most of these are scams, most of these ICOs, most of these quote unquote shit coins are scams going to zero. Um, and you kind of move more of your positions into BTC. Um, that's not to say that there's no money to be made in alts, but uh, it just seems like a little bit more of a you know, safe and sound investment to, be, uh, to have a majority of your portfolio in BTC. So I, I appreciate you kind of giving us the rundown. Now I really want to get into kind of the thick of this episode, and that's, you know, your trading strategy. And uh, so can we just talk about, you know, how, because you talked about, you know, kind of a long-term swing play strategy. Can you talk about how to specifically play these macro moves and these macro trends? Uh, and then can you give us some like indicators and signals that you use to kind of find these tops and bottoms that you were talking about absolutely so the biggest i guess edge in my trading or is i guess twofold one it's being able to identify market structures i think that's you know number one it's the pinnacle of kind of trading as a retail trader who's not working with algos um i am a manual trader so everything i do involves me staring at a chart and making financial decisions based on the chart um so the way I kind of trade these macro trends is, first of all, identifying market structure and on top of that, patience, right? So it's understanding the structure, but also having the foresight to kind of estimate or I guess forecast or predict where you think price should go and where a reaction should take place at that price point. Um, and when waiting for these type of events to occur, they usually happen over longer periods of time, of course. So a macro trade isn't going to, you know, come to fruition in a few days or even weeks. It could take a couple months to really hit your target entry or exit. Um, so one of the biggest indicators I've used thus far in my career that have really kind of become my bread and butter has become the Ichimoku cloud. 
I know it's become more popularized, I guess, in the last year and a half um, with cloud traders out there. But I think it is the most perfect all-in-one trending indicator. And I say that with a highlight under trending. Why? Ichimoku is very good at capturing between 70 to 80% of any given trend at any point in time. Obviously, the higher the time frame, the higher the confluence, and the higher the likelihood of things actually playing out, but it's a trending indicator. Now, where is Ichimoku not good for? Ranging markets. And most of the time, Bitcoin ranges. It only trends for, you know, I want to say about 20, 30% of its time, and all the other time it's usually stuck in some sort of range. So being able to identify the market structure is key, right? So understanding, are we trending or are we range bound? Um, you know, today is November 18th, 2019. Bitcoin just took a dump from 8,400 to 8K. I think right now we're trending downwards um, until we get to a point where we start ranging. Right now, it's basically how I view the market is market structure, price action, and then the Ichimoku cloud overlay. So I get a good grasp for where tops and bottoms could be. Most of the times, it's really just a structure. And I keep you know mentioning structure, 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 because putting 10,000 hours into watching charts gives you a good grasp for what you should and shouldn't be looking for. Um, a big thing that I know you're probably going to touch upon later is burning out traders, but knowing what to look for and how to practice trading is almost as pivotal as actually making money. Because if you're not in learning and improving your skill set, your edge, you're not going to stay profitable long term. So it's that adaptation and improvement that really kind of drives things forward. Um, but I don't want to get too much off topic off the question. So long winded answer to kind of how I'm picking market tops and bottoms, it really comes down to the structure, how I see price react to the structure at certain key levels. You talk about market structure and whether we're tr ranging or trending. Uh, and then you, you brought up the Ichimoku cloud. I feel like it gets a lot of hate on Twitter. I don't know if you see this a lot. I feel like <laughs> I do see it a lot. Um, and I, feel, I also feel like not everyone or not too many people exactly like they don't really understand what it is. So do you think you could kind of just go into how it works, what it is, um, that sort of thing? Absolutely. It's kind of my bread and butter. So I, I know it inside and out and kind of the nuances to it. Perfect. So Ichimoku Cloud is a collection of five different aspects. Um, first of all, Ichimoku Kinko Hyu is literally means equilibrium at one glance in Japanese. Um, so it kind of is, it's basically giving you a market look of what equilibrium should look like at any given point in time. Um, so the components of the cloud are the Tenkinsen, which is known as the conversion line. Um, this is your look back, the high and low, the average of the high and low for whatever your look back period is. Um, in my case, it's usually 20 periods back. Um, the next part is the Kijinsen. This is known as the baseline. This is, again, the average of the high and low of the past X periods, which for me tends to be 60. It's usually double what the Tenkin is. Um, and then from there, you have your cloud. And this is made of Senku Span A and Senku Span B. Again, Senku Span A is essentially the mid-range of the Tenkin and the Kijun. I always refer to cloud indicators as Tenkin, Kijun, Senku, and... Um, Chiku span because I that's kind of the way I learned them was in their traditional names, but more, I guess, updated to today, you have the conversion line, baseline, span A, span B, and the lagging span. 
Um, so span A, to come back to it, is made of the average of the conversion line and the baseline. And the Chiku span is essentially price just plotted back X amount of periods. For me, it's 30. So the standard settings with Ichimoku that you find when you open a trading view um, chart is essentially 9, 26, 52, and 29, or 30, I believe, or 28. And that's in regards to Forex and the traditional stock market. So you have, you know, uh, 365 days, but you don't have 365 trading days. Now, what a lot of people for crypto have done is they've kind of made it their own. So they realize that since crypto is 24 seven, it's time to adjust the setting. So most Ichimoku charts you'll see will be 10, 30, 60, 30 um, for their settings. Reason being is it kind of gives you this broader outlook on what a 24 seven market would look like. Um, for me personally, the back testing that I've done, I actually double these numbers. So from 10 to 20, 30 to 60, 120, uh, from 60 to 120. The reason being is I find when you double certain indicators in general, um, double their settings, it smooths out the indicator, right? So what does this end up leading to? So whenever you smooth out an indicator, you reduce the noise. So you reduce the amount of false signals and false positives that can come from any of your indicator strategies. So by doubling it, I really force myself to only take quality setups. Um, and I'm a big believer in less is more. The less you trade, the better usually, in my opinion. Most of my profits have come from maybe 20% of my best trades, whereas 80% of them have been throwaways. Um, so coming back to Ichimoku, that's kind of how it's made up. And what does it do? It's a trending indicator. And essentially based on prices position, as in comparison to the cloud, we can get a few insights into whether the trend is bullish, bearish. Um, and then given the Tenkinsen and the Kijunsen, you can actually tell if price is oversold or overbought. So that's why I really like this indicator. It really tells you everything you need to know about price all at one glance. And that's like the beauty of it. And that's why Ichimoku has always been the most profitable for me. There are a few alpha setup strategies that I guess I can I touch upon a little bit. Um, but that's in a nutshell what Ichimoku really is. So many people on Twitter just have no idea, you know, what it is at all. They look at the chart, they see the cloud, they're like, I, I don't understand this, so I'm going to make fun of it. I really appreciate <laughs> you kind of going through and walking us through that. Uh, there was a lot to cover there. So off the top of your head, you know, say someone's listening to this, like, I want to investigate more. Do you have any sort of resources for them to check out that you think uh, are particularly good? Yeah, absolutely. So I most of my knowledge about Ichimoku, um, I got from a very famous Forex trader on YouTube known as Chaos Trader 63. And he mentored another decently well known uh, crypto individual influencer, I guess I'll call him Josh Olschwitz, um, Carpe Noctum known as the 33k cloud guy, I guess. <laughs> so those are my go to people to kind of learn what the cloud is. Um, so Josh will give you the rundown, how to like what it is and how to use it, where Chaos Trader really goes into some of the strategies and alpha that come behind it. Perfect. I really appreciate you kind of giving us those resources. It's always nice for my audience to, you know, hear something on the podcast and then go learn about it even more on their own. Because uh, these are kind of just meant to be like a brief overview, kind of an introduction. Um, but okay, so you talked about the fact that Ichimoku's a you know, perfect trending indicator and that your trades are taken on a longer time frame. Uh, you're kind of trying to identify tops and bottoms. 
can you just walk us through your mindset and how you kind of, you know, can take these longer term trades and then kind of detach from the market? Because uh, I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with, with these longer term trades. Uh, they get in, they start watching watching the chart, uh, and they kind of over trade in a sense, uh, and it ends up hurting them in the long run. Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to watching the chart and kind of knowing what you should or shouldn't be doing with any of these indicators, um, the mindset that I kind of walk myself through is, okay, price has to do something. That's always what I come back to. Price has to make a reaction at certain levels. Um, so when looking at how to kind of avoid the bias and not over trade when these larger time frame trades, you really just have to set it and forget it. And what I mean by that is, you know, you take the time to do your analysis, come up with your thesis, your stop loss, your entry, your exit, and then you stick with it. It's that simple. Um, I mean, but it's, it's really not that simple for most. <laughs> so I'd like to think it is, but a lot of times human emotion comes into play, obviously. Um, so for any of these longer term trades where you know you're just going to be sitting in a position, not, you know, you're checking it, but you're not checking it, right? So you're supposed to keep a tabs on it, but you're not making brash decisions based on uh, low time frame cycles that are happening in and out. So the best thing I can suggest is really just setting it and forgetting it. And I can't stress that enough. Um, once you have a thesis, a trade, entry, exit, setup, everything is all predefined. You don't leave emotion to chance. So if price makes some sort of drastic reaction up or down, you're not being emotional. You have your plan. And then you have to know invalidation points. That's another big thing um, that I think a lot of traders forget about is knowing when to cut their losses. And as traders, we hate losing. Um, but any trader who hates losing is not going to last long. Uh, tra losing is a natural part of trading. And to assume you're going to be profitable even over 50% of the time is pretty ludicrous in my opinion, at least for a manual trader like myself. Um, emotions do run high and that's where you really have to look into yourself outside of trading itself to kind of figure out, am I a patient person? How can I develop myself and become a better trader? Um, and that really just all stems back to emotional control. There, there's no amount of money you cannot make if you master your emotions. And I'm very adamant on that. If you can learn to react like a robot and all these algos do, um, you'll perform pretty similarly, obviously not to the extent that an algorithm actually does. But the point being is you'll it'll make less mistakes due to human error, due to emotions, rather than, okay, there's a technical invalidation for why I'm cutting this, done, period. It's so simple to say, but to put it into practice is much harder. Um, and I feel like that just comes with taking, you know, a large number of trades or I guess taking more trades. You learn how you react to the market when the market does something crazy. And eventually you can kind of take control of your emotions. And, you know, if your setup is invalidated, you will get out of it. You'll cut your losses early. Uh, you'll, you know, stay in a trade if there's some sort of crazy price movement, but you're still within the bounds of that trade when you set it. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Another quick question, because uh, you did talk about the fact that, you know, Ichimoku is perfect for trending markets. Uh, is there anything that you do while it's range bound? Can you talk about some of your strategies there? Uh, because you did talk about the fact that it trends, Bitcoin trends less of the time and it ranges for more of the time. So is there any, any kind of money making strategies and trading strategies that you use during those times? 
Yeah, so I am an occasional scalper. I don't want to say that's my bread and butter. There are scalpers out there much better than I. Um, but scalping is obviously the perfect tool to use when you are in a range. And it's very, you know, it's it's key that you identify ranging or trending. Um, making the wrong assumption is catastrophic. So once you identify that, yes, we're in a clear range, um, really just plot it out on the chart, see what the highest, see what the low is. And a, a pretty easy, solid scalping strategy is buy the low of the range, sell the high of the range, and keep doing that till it breaks. Um, eventually, you do get stopped out as a scalper, right? Because at some point, price movement is going to break away in one direction. So that's why scalping has never been as interesting to me, neither have range-bound markets, because there's a higher likelihood for failure. And I like to you know, maximize my actual financial opportunity cost. And if I'm sitting behind the chart for 16 hours of the day trying to scalp, you know, 30, 40, $50 moves or whatever the volatility may, may be that day, it's uh, it's stressful. And to be honest, I like to minimize the stress in my life and swing trading, taking more positional, uh, directional swing macro trades have kind of been suitable for me for my lifestyle, my profitability, and just my enjoyment as a trader. So a lot of the times to answer your question, um, when Bitcoin's range bound, I do nothing. I go play some Call of Duty, I go hang out. Um, I live my life and that's like the beauty of trading, right? Is I have no boss, I have no wage, I have no time, I have to come into work. I work when I want. And the financial freedom that trading kind of unlocked for me allows me to say, I'm just not going to trade right now. When it starts trending, I'll come back and check it out. But until then, I'll go do something else. Oh, man, I really appreciate that because I just had Pierre on. I don't know if you know Pierre. Uh, of course, yep. Yeah, so he he's an altcoin trader. And this was like one of the big things that he touched on was finding the strategy that works best for you. Uh, you're able to kind of sit these, you know, sit the range trading out and uh, just make these longer term swing plays because it's what fits your lifestyle versus, you know, some people can sit and stare at their screens for 15 hours a day and they love it. But you, you're like, nope, that's not for me. I like these longer term plays. I can really identify these tops and these bottoms, get in, make a large amount of money and then kind of wait and relax. And I think that's uh, that's something that's key for anyone who wants to trade is to figure out what strategy works best for you. And then to be able to just sit back, not take trades. Because I feel like so many people, they'll open up a chart. They'll look at it and they'll be like, I got a long or I got a short right now. And <laughs> it's the death. It's unfortunate. Really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the death of many traders because they're so go, go, go. And these 24-7 crypto markets makes it feel like everything is moving much faster than it really is. If you zoom out a little bit, you look at the Bitcoin chart, you know, like we had our all-time high two years ago. We've hit a low about what, like a year and a half or so ago, almost two years ago. So it, yep. it, it's much slower than you think if you just zoom out, take a step back. But um, I really appreciate you kind of giving us your trading strategy you walked us through Ichimoku. Um, you talked about kind of scalping for a second, but that's not really your thing. Uh, Bitcoin did just hit a low, I think. Did it hit? Did it hit the seven Ks? Like seven nine? No, it hasn't swept the eight Ks yet. So it bounced eight thousand six. Um, I am expecting a sweep of the low actually over the next few days. Um, so I, I guess I just want to give a little brief aside here. 
Um, one of the setups with Ichimoku, and this might be some free alpha for your uh, listeners, oh, please, is please. <laughs> Ichimoku on a higher time frame is very profitable. Why is that? Um, it's basically very good at anticipating macro trend reversals before any of your other indicators of you know predict them. So your MAs have your golden cross, your death cross. Um, I'm sure there's some other indicators that kind of give you, you know, maybe your TDs, um, they'll give you a nine or an eight if you're close to a bottom or a top. But Ichimoku has this really artistic way of painting a you know, macro trend reversal. Um, and the best way, I mean, I guess I can maybe talk about a chart that would have made sense. So if you had loaded up, you know, the daily Bitcoin chart back at 3K, um, there were a bunch of leading indicators from the Ichimoku cloud that were saying, hey, we're, we're coming up on a macro reversal. So while I might not have got the actual bottom of 3.2K, I was able to long 3.5K and basically ride that up till 13K on the past few months. And that was really all due to Ichimoku cloud. Um, so one of the highest probability setups that Ichimoku cloud offers is the edge to edge. Um, if you ever see me on Twitter, I usually talk about it nonstop. It's just the highest alpha trade I've ever taken. It's it's repeatable. It happens often. Or sorry, it does not happen often. It's a macro trend reversal, so it does not happen often. But when it happens, there's a high probability it works out. So it's essentially a strategy where if price breaks and closes into the cloud from one side, and you have three or four prerequisites that line up, it's very likely to exit out the opposite edge. And this ends up usually being massive 30, 40, 50% moves just because you're playing on a higher time frame, right? So that's why zooming out, in my opinion, is crucial because you can kind of take the step back and see the bigger picture and notice, okay, there's a one day edge to edge on Bitcoin from three and a half K all the way to 4.8 K. So while I didn't know, you know, we'd get a nice $1,000 Soros candle, I was expecting price to move through the cloud and kind of break out to 5K. So that's why setups like the edge to edge are so impactful. Um, and they only happen infrequently. So again, like I say, price usually ranges, I want to say 70, 80% of the time, while it may only trend 20, 30% of the time. So waiting to see when it's going to start trending or right before it starts trending, that's where you capture the highest amount of alpha is because you get in at the ground floor or at the top floor and you're exiting basically at the full reversal of the trend on the outside. Um, so just a little tip, if you like Ichimoku, look into what an edge-to-edge -edge trade is. Chaos Trader talks about it. Um, I think Josh has talked about it as well. So YouTube are, are two great resources, two great traders out there if you want to learn more about that strategy. Um, I've used it time and time again. I really don't mind sharing it because it's such a macro trade that, you know, I don't mind if everyone sees what I'm seeing and, and front runs me because it's it's such a long swing position or a short swing position that it makes sense. Everyone can make money on this. Why not? Right. So that, that's my little piece of alpha, I guess I'll share. I really appreciate it. I always try to pick and prod and try to get a little bit out of my traders. And I know they're very, you know they don't want to give out too much or anything sometimes. So I appreciate <laughs> this because it is like you're saying a longer term, you know, large macro trend kind of trade so that, you know, the whole market can get in with you or at least all these people who know about it, this edge to edge trade. 
Um, so I really appreciate that. I think that's what my audience is looking for. <laughs> and it, it's, it's funny because, you know, so many people make fun of Ichimoku, but you're here, you're talking about the fact that you bought big at three in the three K's. And I think so many people miss that bottom, uh, I, for whatever reason it is. Uh, but you have, you know, this trade set up, you saw it, you're like, all right, I'm going in, you got in very early, you were able to ride it up to 13k. And so I think to anyone who's listening, who kind of has dismissed Ichimoku, I think, put your pride aside for a second, go do some research, you know, put the effort in, and I think you can use it to profitably trade. Um, So again, I really appreciate that. The reason I brought up price initially was to ask, because you're a trader, you know, you're probably most focused on price. And what I wanted to ask was, you know, what you're most excited for in the coming 12 months. Uh, so do you have anything big in your pipeline that you can talk about? Yeah. Um, so I guess right now I'm really like, I've always had a passion for the space. Um, I didn't come into crypto Twitter until right before we kind of took off in October of 2017. But that's because I really didn't know there was this whole community out there of people that liked interacting with one another, right? So I always thought trading was a very sedentary and lonely activity. Um, But what I've learned from coming to crypto Twitter is that it's very fun and engaging and you meet a lot of new friends and and foes occasionally. Um, (laughs) But to kind of get back on topic, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Would you just repeat that? I just literally just blanked there. No, don't worry about it, man. Uh, my question was, you know, what are you most excited for in the coming excited 12 for, yeah. months? Yes, 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 yes. So I've, yeah, I was going on a little tangent there that um, since coming to crypto Twitter, I've kind of found this newfound passion for educating retail. I consider myself retail still to this day, just because I don't work for a fund. I don't work, you know, at your traditional IV bank, etc. Um, So I've gotten really excited about educating retail, you know, would be bedroom traders how to kind of fight back against the algos and the high alpha funds that are kind of taking everyone's lunch money. Um, so what I'm most excited for is right now, I, you know, in the past two years, I started this community called Crypto Insiders, um, completely free group that was really just about getting the brightest minds together and just seeing if everyone can kind of learn from each other. And it's kind of pivoted since then to become like this massive community of would-be traders and, you know, um, seasoned traders helping one another learn from each other, as well as sharing insights. So what I'm working on right now is to kind of take Crypto Insiders more international and global than it already is, and kind of bring education in some form to the masses. So right now I'm working with a buddy of mine on a you know project. I can't disclose what it is just yet, but it has to do with trading education, teaching retail all the things they need to kind of get a grasp for what trading even is, what's a strategy, what's a trading plan, what's a journal, um, and kind of arming them, getting them prepared for when we do go on this next massive bull run on top of what we already did, right? So a little forward is that I think from this last 7.3K bottom, that was it. That was a cycle bottom. And the next time we hit a really big bottom is going to be after we break all-time high, if not a little sooner than that. But point being is I want retail to be ready and educated and really achieve the financial freedom that I have. Um, Bitcoin has afforded me so much, man. I I can literally do anything I want whenever I want. And I'm 24 years old. It's absolutely fucking crazy and awesome at the same time. So being 
of, I guess, a product of the 2013 bubble top and kind of showing that I can come back from it and thrive. I really want others to see that it's possible and almost be like a rags to riches success story in the sense that you can get burned, you can be, you know, the product of the top, but still come out and make yourself better for it if you want to, right? So it comes down to if like, I was so angry losing my life savings that I traded my way back up. And it was that, you know, drive and anger to succeed that kind of pushed me forward. So again, long-winded answer, but I want to educate people and there's something in the pipeline right now to kind of make that a reality. Now, I mean, you say long-winded, but I think you're very passionate about it. And I think there's something very beautiful about educating, you know, kind of the people in the community that you've grown with, that you care about, that you kind of talk to on a day-to-day basis. Uh, So for anyone out there who's looking for a little bit more information on how to successfully trade, especially as a retail trader, I think Crypto Insiders would be a perfect place to start. You talked about some of the more knowledgeable people that are in the group. I've been trying to track down everyone in this trading group PDF, but now I think my next step is to start going after everyone from Crypto Insiders to get them on the show. Um, Definitely. They'll be more than receptive. Yeah. We're all so willing and happy to help people. That's like the beauty in it, man, that everyone is so excited and necessarily like they want to help people, right? So like if I can do it, you can do it. Let me help you do it. It's awesome. Yeah, man. I I love it. I mean, that's kind of the gist of this podcast. It's let me bring somebody on to teach the community about what whatever their area of expertise is. Uh, It is crypto entrepreneur. So a lot of them are business owners, but I've kind of pivoted and started bringing on traders as well. And everyone just seems so excited to share the knowledge that they have. This this space is still so, so early. We're all you know, learning, it's all very new to us. And I think everyone has that passion that they want to share and they want to see everyone kind of succeed together. So again, I I think it's really beautiful. And I appreciate that you were, you know, going into it, talking about it. Don't think that you were going too much into it or that it was long winded in any sort of sense. Um, I'm looking forward to whatever you have. I know you can't disclose it right now. That's the one hard thing about this question is everyone kind of needs to keep things under wrap until it's out. Um, (laughs) but I will be on the lookout for it. I'm sure the rest of the community is excited to see what you've got coming. Um, now before we go, uh, you've been here since 2013. So six, almost six years, I would say a little over six years. Um, can you just talk to us about, you know, your biggest tip for surviving this market long-term because you take long-term trades, you've been here for a while. You, you, you kind of, you know, know how to stick with this so can you just give us your biggest tip yeah um biggest tip for not burning out and i do want to say i definitely burned myself out the first two years i was trading um i i I like i can't even like explain how burnt out i felt and it was really so again i mean i'll just be clear and concise the biggest tip i can give for not burning out is learning to master yourself and learning to zoom out. So I guess what I mean by that, learning to master yourself, um, I'm a big believer in, you know, focusing and working on yourself will lead to success in any area of your life, be it financial or personal success. So meditation and, you know, for me, it's bodybuilding, but just in general, fitness, fitness and meditation. So training your mind and training your body and obviously fueling your body with the right food. It's so key and essential, in my opinion, to become a long-term trader because as traders, I sit at at home and 
on my desk for at least eight hours a day, sometimes, you know, 16, depending on the day. But I can definitely see myself getting old and fat and wrinkly had I not at least taken the time to make sure I'm okay personally and mentally. So meditation is really at the I guess forefront and it's one of the biggest things I advise and recommend to people, even if they're not traders and don't want to get burnt out, but meditation, I can't stress enough how many times I've making good decisions in my trading career because of the fact that I was centered on, and that's all because of meditation. And then again, to zoom out again, I, for my personal lifestyle, I really enjoy being able to go do whatever the fuck I want, whenever the fuck I want. So taking larger, longer time frame swing trade is kind of how I've learned to stay in this game long because at first I too was trying to scalp and trade every single fucking move out there and it burns you out eventually you just cannot you don't have the mental capacity and resources that an algo that trades and scalps does you just can't keep it up forever um so really swing trades longer time frame trades meditation you put all those together, you're going to make it here. You're going to last a little longer than most. And as long as you stick with it, again, end of the day, it just comes back to grit. Any trader, any successful person anywhere, they're grit. They have the ability and willingness to work hard, even after setbacks, and just continue to work hard, continue, continue, continue. Man, I really appreciate that that is your tip because I'm a big proponent of meditation and yoga. I don't do any kind of bodybuilding. I do a lot more yoga. Um, so I, I cannot stress this enough. I've actually had someone on, his name's OCD decaf. The whole episode, it's over an hour long is on meditation and yoga and the benefits you will see in your life and trading. So I cannot stress this enough. I thank you for bringing it up. Start meditating guys, find something that will help you detach from the market. And then the other thing was that you need to zoom out. And I think this goes into the whole idea of, just finding ways to get away get away from the market. Uh, if it's long-term plays, you can enter, set and forget, walk away. If it's short-term stuff uh, and you want to scalp, I, I think work on learning how to create these algos and these bots that can kind of do the trading for you so you don't need to be sitting and staring at your screen 15 hours a day. Um, so Absolutely. I think those are two wonderful tips. I can support those and uh, put my name out there on those as well. If you start meditating, I guarantee you will see benefits in your life. One last thing, I've been trying to do this uh, as of recently. I really want to get some like books or resources from my guests. Do you have any off the top of your head that you think my audience should go check out other than uh, the two guys, the two YouTube channels that you talked about? Um, was it Carpe Noctum, Noctum and uh, Chaos Trader? Chaos Trader. Yeah, there yep. we go. Um, other um, than that, yeah, so, any kind of books? Yeah. So, first of all, I want to say, dude, you're, you're an awesome fucking podcast guy. Um, <laughs> you really remind me of like the crypto Tim Ferriss, and that's like a high, high praise. I really appreciate that, man. I that that means so much to me. So to get back to your question, you know, books. Um, so it, on meditation, I read this book, and I guess uh, two years ago, and it, it completely changed my life. It's called Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn. It actually touches upon what meditation is and kind of walks you through how to do it throughout the book. It's a thick-ass book. It's like 700 pages. But when you finish reading it, there is such a profound realization for life 
Um, it sounds a little philosophical, but it really changed my perspective on life. I can't recommend it enough. If you really go down the meditation rabbit hole and kind of seeking, I guess, uh, homeostasis with your world and the people around you, that's definitely one. And then one that I've just always used, um, Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, and of course, the How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Those, I think, are my top three books of all time. Um, one for meditation, one for investing, and one for just how to act around people. I really appreciate that, man. I've been trying to get, you know, I, I've been doing a poor job of it, but I'm going to start getting book recommendations at the end. Uh, I cannot stress enough how important it is. One of the three that I have read is The Intelligent Investor. I think that is crucial for anyone who wants to get into any kind of investing. Uh, it, it doesn't apply as much, I would say, to the crypto markets because it is a bit not of yet, but it, but it will eventually, and that's the, that's the key thing. Exactly, this is a very new market, but as it grows and matures, some of the key insights from the book will be able to be applied to this market, um, and then the other two. Uh, I'll have links to all of them in the description. Uh, you can It'll be like an Amazon link or something. You can go check it out, buy the book if you want. Uh, so again, I really appreciate it. You've kind of walked us through everything, you know, your, your trading journey, uh, Zorax Capital, Ichimoku, uh, what you're excited for, and then you gave us some tips. So I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Charles. Really, this has been awesome. Um, you're you, you're on your fast track way to becoming a very big podcast host in the crypto sphere. If you're not already, um, you are the Tim Ferriss of crypto podcast. Man. <laughs> oh man, I really appreciate that. Those are some big shoes to fill, uh, and I'm just going to continue to grind on and hopefully grow the podcast. So again, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media, you know, if you, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.